You're listening to Putnam's Unplugged, a weekly podcast featuring stories, interviews, and live music, all recorded at Putnam's Pub and Cooker in Brooklyn, New York City. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and this week we have three special guests. First up, we have Jessica Frampton, and then we'll be hearing from Old Man Gilly and finishing up with David Persone. This podcast is brought to you each and every week by Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in the Clinton Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York. Visit them on the web at putnamspubandcooker.com. So this is it. This is the third podcast. Uh, this podcast is one that is very near and dear to my heart because all of the performers were um, really good friends of mine, including our first uh, performer, Jessica Frampton. Um, that's my girlfriend, and I think she is does a wonderful job. So I'm really excited to share her music and interview with you. And then um, Old Man Gilly, is uh, I play a monthly gig with them at Mary's in um, Park Slope. And uh, we've become really good friends since we started doing that about a year and a half ago. And uh, Mark and Gil and Jessica and I, uh, we tend to hang out a lot over at Mark's place. He has bonfires. We were just there um, last week. And then finally, um, we have David Persone, who uh, was an old roommate of mine, um, also about a year ago in, in Ridgewood. And uh, it was a random thing. My The two guys I was, uh, was living with decided to go travel in South America and sublet uh, their room, one of the rooms to David. And, uh, he came in and he's just this amazing guitar player. And, um, we became, you know, pretty good friends. So we're going to get to all that. But since, um, I last recorded our previous podcast, um, I left the recording that night and I went and saw, um, Arlo Guthrie at Carnegie Hall. And I had never, I had never been to Carnegie Hall before. And if you're a musician, that's sort of, it's sort of like the mecca of places to perform. So it was really cool. What uh, Arlo was doing, he was doing the 50th anniversary of uh, Alice's Restaurant. So he was doing it in, an, in its entirety. And if you're not familiar, Alice's Restaurant um, was a, uh, an album that he put out, um, you know, 48 years ago. It's just this long um, sort of talking blues story about him getting arrested and then the draft and it was it was very political in nature and became uh very popular they also made a movie about it um but just it was crazy it's crazy to think that like that the incident that it's about uh happened 50 years ago this thanksgiving so um he's been torn around doing it in its entirety so it was really exciting to go and see him uh at carnegie hall you know i get i got a 15 dollar ticket i was sitting in the very very top with an obstructed view. Like I, I could see Arlo, but I couldn't see, you know, his son on keys, but uh, it, it was, it was really good. One of the it's sort of interesting because one of the sad and ironically sobering truths of playing music is that um, a lot of times you're just trying to sell alcohol. That's really what it's all about. And it was interesting to be in Carnegie Hall where there's no bar. Um, you can't even bring anything out um, into the like seat area uh, without, except for bottled water. There's no drinks or anything. If you turn on your cell phone, immediately an usher comes over, tells you to turn it off. So it's sort of, um, 
on the spectrum of like where to play, it's like just, you know, the premier place. My my goal in going to see him about a year ago when I was living in Ridgewood, I uh, went to uh, this thrift store that was down the street and I found for a dollar. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with things for a dollar. And in New York, you can find a lot of a lot of that stuff. So I went to this thrift store and I got this Arlo and Pete Seeger LP. I just found it. It was a double LP for a dollar. And I thought, man, that is awesome. That's a good deal. Two records for a dollar. So I went home and I started playing it on my on my record player, pulled the first record out and play it, pulled the second one out and out fell this piece of loose leaf that um, Pete Seeger had signed and Pete Seeger passed away a few years ago. So I was thinking, well, this is like the perfect opportunity to go and uh, get it signed by Arlo. So it'll be signed by all of them and, you know, by attrition. He's not going to be around very much longer. So I went, uh, that was kind of the plan. Um, and it was just really cool to see his, da- his daughter opened up the show and she was she did great. And uh, in the middle of one of her songs, she forgot the words and uh, everybody cheered. It was really cool to see... Um, how everybody just rallied behind somebody that, you know, is forgetting the words. It's a because like as a when you're performing, that's the thing you just don't want to do the most. The least thing that you want to happen is for you to forget the words in the middle of the song. And it's cool when that does happen, which is like the, you know, the pinnacle of mess up for a performer, the crowd cheers. It's actually like an exciting thing for them because it's it makes it real and it makes it um, unique for that experience because every time you sing a song it's its own unique thing and that's why songs are always fluid and they're always changing because every single performance is is different um, which is really what's cool about this Putnam's Unplugged uh, every Sunday I'm having my friends and some musicians that I'm meeting come and play and it's um, this podcast is just a snippet of time and it's these live performances as they were done you know that night so uh, back to Carnegie Hall, it was, it was a great time. Uh, Arlo did the whole Alice's Restaurant. And then, um, you know, at, I think the second to last song he did was This Land Is Your Land. And the entire place was just belting it out. And it was, it was a, a really, really powerful moment. And then he, he sang another one of his dad's songs to end the night. He like taught it to the crowd and everybody sang it with him. And, um, and then that was it. And then I went to try to get my record signed or the piece of loose leaf signed and unfortunately he wasn't signing autographs so i didn't get the thing that i wanted but i got something even better and that was uh the moving part when he was talking about about songs and how there's a a, there's a spirit in songs and the reason why they last so much longer um than say speeches or other things is because there's a spirit in them and uh i look look forward to that Spirits is what they have at Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. That's the Clinton Hill neighborhood. They have an amazing bar here, guys. If you can come out on a Sunday night or any night, come check out their bar. It's totally stocked. They have their own Pilsners. They have their own IPAs and all sorts of beers on draft and tons of spirits. Uh, We're always feeling nice and loose. Uh, having plenty of cocktails ourselves when uh, we're performing 
And it's a good time. That's Putnam's Pub and Cooker, 419 Myrtle Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Okay, first up, uh, our first performer, like I said, is Jessica Frampton. Um, you can find her on uh, on Twitter at ton underscore o underscore fun. That's ton o fun. And uh, she's also uh, 50% of a band called Yellow Bells. And uh, you can find them on Facebook backslash Yellow Bells Music. Um, like I said, um, this is like means a lot to me to... Um, to have her perform and and to see this, so um, she we're gonna do a little something different this week. We're gonna put up uh, two songs by all the performers. So uh, she ended her set with um, two of her original songs, and we're gonna get to them right now. Enjoy. that match 
And if that's not enough, what's wrong with that? I met a man who swore his soul was good. He said things will work the way they should. Well, tell that to my toaster and to my heart. Cause it started in one piece, then it fell apart. Oh, 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 on with the show. and stones will break your bones But it's the wrong one You put it back in a deck And said it's all in fun What a brilliant escape But were you ever even there? Yeah, your name is Houdini You like to disappear Well, I saw your show And you saw me in half Yeah, you cut me in two But you gave both pieces back I've been waiting for you to reach for me I'm your rabbit in a hat boy can't you see oh Houdini where'd you go I've been small to the moon oh Houdini I'm so Assistant, I knew all too well all the tricks and the secrets and the logical spells. But when you live in a world made up of illusion, you're bound to get caught up in confusion. Oh, Dini, where'd you go? Smoke and 
from behind all the curtains I helped you deceive all the people who only want to believe I thought it was magic but seems I was wrong so abracadabra I'm gone oh Okay, so what, what number gig is this for you, solo? This is number two. Sec Dropping the deuce. <laughs> Dropping the deuce on your second So, And you did yeah. a wonderful job. Uh, you played a couple of original songs. You played Sticks and Stones, and then you played a song called Houdini. 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 Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the process of writing Houdini and how that came um, about? And I wrote Houdini. I, I was living in Phoenix, and I had a three-hour round-trip commute driving every day, so it gave me way too much time to think. And so I thought, rather than think about my life, I would just try to... Um, make stuff up <laughs> so I do a lot of writing while I was driving and uh, it's not really like notepads and stuff sitting around in your car so I'd just grab whatever was around like old receipts and napkins and write on my steering wheel and like accidentally honk at people and but yeah so I wrote that song in my car um, I had just watched The Prestige <laughs> and so I was sort of like inspired by the whole like magician movement and I've always just kind of I had, I had a friend like many, many years ago who I always used to jokingly call Houdini because like the, they're the kind of person that you just, just disappears and you just don't hear from and it's like, where'd you go? <laughs> so it was always like just that kind of concept, like how people can just kind of, you know, pop in and out of your life. And So yeah. you had the words bouncing around mm -hmm. your head for a while and then... And there's a lot of magician puns in it. Yeah, and definitely. So I really like puns and the so it was, fun, it was fun to try to like think of a song that actually made me think about I wrote the song with words before I knew how to ever play it I just learned how to I just taught myself how to play it I thought I'd never learn how to play it but and when was that um, recently just like in the last month <laughs> I learned how to I've taught myself how to play it on the guitar but other than that I just been singing it in my head for all these years but yeah so it, was, it, it feels good to play because I played as the last song so I feel like I've already sort of bared my soul a little bit so it's a little easier to get into it and it's kind of like a I don't know, jazzy, like I get to kind of rock a little bit in that one, which I don't usually do, so it's cool. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, and that was Jessica Frampton. Uh, she played her song Houdini, and I have this very vivid memory of uh, the first time she sang it to me on Houston Street, and uh, I was just like really blown away. I get that way sometimes with uh, other songs. I love, I write songs. 
I know the process, but when I hear other people do it, I'm just like, how did you come up with that? It's such, um, and I just, I love that song. So uh, up next, we have Old Man Gilly. Um, these guys have um, a band that they're working on. They had a band for a while called County Kings, and that sort of disbanded, and now they're putting together a new band. But Mark and Gil, uh, the two guys that um, are performing um, at Putnam's, or did perform at Putnam's, are a couple of really good friends of mine. And like I said, we perform once a month at Mary's in um, Park Slope. So I asked them to to come on out and uh, and do the show, and they agreed, and, and they really killed it. So we're going to get to them. This is Old Man Gilly. The people I've loved They said goodbye a long time ago But I carry them with me It's quite a heavy load Don't let it weigh you down No, no Don't let it weigh you down Worrying too much about what's to come Ooh, I'm the anxious one But I long for those days Forever everything up and change And I'm just gonna make my way Living for another day not to harbor these feelings of hate but the demons grow stronger every passing day these people around me they don't know what it's like I'd like to give them a taste see if they got the fight Don't let it weigh you down No, no Don't let it weigh you down Worrying too much about what's to come Ooh, I'm the anxious one But I long for those days before everything up and change And I'm just gonna make my way Living for another day The January man he goes around in woolen coat and boots of leather. The 
February manly shakes the snow from off his coat and blows his hands. The man in March he sees the spring and wonders what the year will bring and hopes for better weather. The man in April, to share the summer. The maid in May stands very still to watch the children dance away the day. In June, the man inside the man is young and wants to lend a hand and smiles at each newcomer. And in July, the man in cotton shirt, he sits and thinks on being idle. The August man in thousands takes the road to find the sun, sit by the sea. September man is standing near to saddle up another year and autumn is his bridal the man of new October takes the reins and early frost is on his shoulders Poor November man sees fire and mist and wind and rain and winter air. December man looks through the snow to let eleven brothers know they're all a little older. The January man, he comes around again in coat and boots of leather. To take another turn and walk along the icy road he knows so well. The January man is here at the start of each and every year Along the road forever Along the road forever Thank you. Thank you very much. So then you guys started doing, what are we like hosting an open mic or something? Or were you yeah. guys doing the Sycamore thing for a while? Well, we, 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 uh, that, where was the what, name what, of the place that we went? So we used to go to, uh, what was the name? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Orthodox Jewish place now. Uh, Fifth remember. Avenue. But Chris Sheard used to be the host. Okay. So we used to go on like Tuesdays. Yeah. And that's where we first like, you know. Our, that was our first public performance, and yeah, I think we'd, you know, we'd prepare two or three cover songs and 
and get up there and do it, do our best with that. Yeah. <laughs> get through them. Yeah, yeah. We well, now you guys got a you got a full set. Uh, right. And then what was the second song that you got? That the second original song that you played. What was the name of that? That one is called Something Inside of You. And then what? Can you speak a little bit about that song? Uh, yeah, that one. So Mark sent me. Um, uh, uh, this is how we typically write. Mark will send me like make up uh, all the guitar stuff and send it to me and. and um, I'll listen to it and see if I can figure out some melody and lyric. And so I, I was, uh, during, it was during the summer there, and I, uh, you know, beautiful evenings, and I would head, head over by the uh, Brooklyn waterfront. What's the name of the park over there? The Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge Park, I okay. guess, right? And I'd get a little high. And, uh, <laughs> just a little bit. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was thinking, you know, when I get high, I start to think a little deeper. So uh, as, as is typical, I think. And I was thinking, like, you know, I'm always, I'm always talking about like, you know, peace and justice, and like, like I'm all about, uh, all about that. And I, but I, I don't really ever do anything or act on it. And so all I do is talk about it. And basically, that's the. If you listen to the lyrics of the song, it, it really, it's self-critical. It's it's about me being an armchair uh, activist, basically. Okay. Yeah. That's what that song is about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that song was about Obama. No. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, well, Maybe we can find about. a way to make it about him, too. Well, that's the wonderful thing about poetry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It can be whatever you want All right, that was Old Man Gilly. Um, really, really good time. They they sounded great, and uh, you guys can catch them on on Facebook too. Um, if you just look up Old Man Gilly, it might be them. It might be some other creepy dude named Old Man Old Man Gilly. Okay, uh, up next we have um, David Person, and David, uh, like I said, was a roommate of mine, and this guy can really wail on the guitar. Um, I, I play guitar a lot. I practice as much as I possibly can. And uh, when I moved in with David, he just, I was like, man, I got to practice more because this guy uh, can really, his fingers can move around a fretboard and he's a great singer. Um, we talk about that in the interview. We talk a little bit, of, uh, we also talked about um, a little bit about his acting career. He does a lot of acting and um the night uh, at Putnam's, he just, he really killed it. He played last and uh, was just a true showman, uh, playing guitar behind his neck and then, uh, you know, walking around the crowd playing, playing for the girls and the hostesses. And it was really cool. So we're going to get to that right now. This is David Person. Thank you very much, Carl. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
of this song says, I don't want to work, I don't want to eat, I just want to sleep and smoke. And I love that. Ma chambre a la forme d'une cage Le soleil rentre son bras par la fenêtre Les chasseurs à ma porte comme des petits soldats Qui veulent me prendre Je ne veux pas travailler Je ne veux pas déjeuner Je veux seulement l'oublier je fume Déjà j'ai connu le parfum de l'amour Un million de roses m'en mourrait pas autant Maintenant une seule fleur dans mes entourages me rend malade Je ne veux pas travailler Je ne veux pas déjeuner Je veux seulement l'oublier je fume, je ne suis pas fier de ça. Vie qui veut me tuer. Oh, c'est magnifique être sympathique, mais je ne le connais jamais. Non. Je ne suis pas fier de sa vie qui veut me tuer Oh c'est magnifique, très sympathique Mais je ne le connais jamais je ne veux pas travailler, non, je ne veux pas déjeuner, je veux seulement l'oublier, puis je fume, je ne veux pas travailler, non, je ne veux pas déjeuner, je veux seulement l'oublier. Je fume. Uh, David and I, we know each other because we were roommates for a while in Ridgewood. And uh, what our 
I guess you're still you're still living there. Still, I still live there, and I actually took over your old room. So now I live where you used to live, <laughs> and, I'm in, and I'm in the street now. No, 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 no. no. You moved on. You right. evolved. I have evolved. You know, yeah. I have evolved. You know, but you know, I'm just you know. smaller bed now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, I just know when we were living together, you yeah, were, yeah, yeah. were great times. wailing on the guitar all the oh, time, cheers. and then we would get to. Uh, Jam up, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I'll never forget one one night. I got home after a gig, and I figured out some little thing on my sound, and it really like was great. And I made great tips, and I felt so good about myself. I got home, and I was like, yeah. And then we ended up just jamming until six a.m. or something. (laughs) That was great. I I wish you were there with that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. No, perfect time. Uh, Maybe we would have sobered up and realized it wasn't that good of a. So uh, you played a couple of French tunes tonight? Yes, I did. And you were French? Yes, yes. I'm a a French native. I was born in Paris. My father is French, and my last name is Personne, which is a French name. Um, But I'm also a Portuguese. My mother is Portuguese, and I was raised in Lisbon. So that really kind of makes me sort of in between. And I've lived in both countries quite a long time. So, so yeah, and I've been in, in America. For six years now. For six years. And I love it here. I love America. Please let me stay. <laughs> if it's up to us, we'll let you. <laughs> and you're, you're trained, you're, I guess, trained as an actor. Yes. And then you play music. Yeah, I mean, music was all, always sort of a, a cultural capital in my family. My father was a musician. We had instruments. And I'm a self-taught musician. I'm, um, I'm a guitar player, for, first and foremost. And uh, then I dabble with other instruments. Uh, and acting was also a big... Thing. I started acting as a child actor, actually doing soap operas in Portugal, really? which I'm really, which I, I'm really proud of that experience. I, I was between my 14 and 20. I worked quite a lot doing that, and uh, then I, you know, sort of like I, I'm doing music and I'm doing acting, and I just kind of decided to see what would happen if I just moved to a place where no one knows me. I can just start fresh, and so I went to Toulouse, to France, mm-hmm. and uh, I was um, I gravitated naturally towards theater again, uh, which brought me to New York to train at Stella Adler Studio um, for an, an acting program. And now it's something that like, I'm hired as an actor because I'm a musician and vice versa. Oh, and cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah versatility. All right, thanks a lot, David. That was great. Um, that's our show for this week. I uh, hope you really enjoyed it. If you need to get a hold of me, um, Carl Banks, I'm the host. Um, you can catch me at Putnam's Unplugged at Gmail. And um, that's what I do all the booking through, Putnam's Unplugged. It's just one word, no apostrophe or anything. Putnam's Unplugged at Gmail. Um, like I said, I do all the bookings there. If you're a band that would like to play or if you know a performer or something, uh, send me send me their links. If you have any questions... Or if you're listening to the podcast and you like it, um, feel free to, to catch me there. Also, uh, go, make sure you go to putnamspub.com. I'm sorry, putnamspubandcooker.com. Um, you can find our page there um, for the Putnam's Unplugged, and it has the list of who's playing uh, coming up each and every week. But uh, we really want to invite you to come out to Putnam's on Sunday nights. Music every Sunday at 8 Um we're having a really good time. Paul, who's the technical director, um, he's come. He comes out every time and records the show, and we have a good time. And there's always performers, so so please come on out. Uh, and like I said, I'd love to hear from you. 
um, on email. We want to do a lot of thank yous um, for this week. Thank you to Jessica. Thank you to Gil and Mark. And thank you to David for doing that. Um, they just did a really good job. And uh, thanks to Putnam's. Thanks to David, the bartender from Putnam's the other night. You know, all the waitresses, hostesses. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. And they work really hard. So um, I'm signing off. Peace, love. We'll talk to you next week.